Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Dick Polipnik, who is the Chief Growth Officer at Online Growth Systems. You can learn more about him and his company at dickpolipnik.com. Dick, welcome to the show. Hey, Jen. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to give the listeners some gold nuggets. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited myself. And uh, despite what happened in your home, unfortunately, I'm so glad that we were still able to make it and talk today. Yeah, that's right. For those who are listening, I don't know when this is getting released, but the pipes in my building froze and burst. They texted all the residents that, and then they texted me individually and said, hey, Dick, uh, it was the unit above yours that uh, got flooded. So your your apartment's flooded. And so they're remodeling it this week. So my audio and video aren't as quite as good as normal. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but luckily you sound just fine. And I've talked to so many people on the Thoughtful Entrepreneur, like already just, I feel like everyone has like their own different audio setup, but either way, if I can hear you, mm-hmm. like that's all that, if I can hear you and I can see you, that's all that matters to me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Some of the best interviews I've had with people, uh, they were like over a phone while driving to like their next meeting. And it was like somebody like some busy CEO. And even though the audio is complete, you know, like not the best quality, the, it was the best content. So I think at the end of the day, that's what matters. So let's rock and roll. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Dick, for people that are hearing about online growth systems for the first time, let us know what your company is about and who do you like to serve? Yeah. So online growth systems is a full stack media agency. So the three lanes of services that we provide are number one being software and website development. Mm -hmm. So from a small WordPress website up into, you know, a very large scale software application, like, you know, the Netflix's of the world. Mm. Uh, Second lane that we play in is digital marketing advertising. So that's where you think about, you know, social media, you know, Google ads, blogging, you know, all influencer marketing, all of the above. And then the third lane we play into, which is pretty self explanatory is video production. So those Mm -hmm. are three primary services. And the clients we serve are, our client base is 90% are e-commerce and Mm -hmm. SaaS companies. And SaaS is uh, S-A-A-S for those who are listening. And that stands for software as a service. So again, that's like the Netflix of the world. Uh, Any Mm -hmm. any software that you use or is like a digital product or uh, a subscription-based model or uh, where you can purchase digital product, essentially. Those are our two main clientele. And and we help them scale from um, you typically the smallest clients we work with are around a, uh, 1 million in revenue, annual revenue. Wow. And then typically they kind of graduate from working with us um, around the 500 million annual revenue mark. And of course, there's exceptions outside of those, but uh, that's uh, where that's the majority where we play. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a, a ton of fun, Dick. And uh, I have in my notes here that, uh, you know, you sort of identify yourself as this passionate young entrepreneur. Um, and so tell me a little bit more about that, you know, because um, I think like, I mean, maybe as like, you know, as a millennial myself, I think about like, yeah, I I take a lot of pride in being an entrepreneur and, and, uh, Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, but tell me what that means for you to, you know, be known as a a young, passionate entrepreneur. Sure. Uh, so I guess the, the passion part, uh, it gets validated constantly and not always in the best way. Uh, (laughs) 
I, I recently we're, we're hiring like crazy at our company because we're scaling so fast. Mm. And I recently had an interview candidate who had made it all the way through for a particular position up until 12 hours before we were going to meet for lunch. And they were, I was going to hand them the contract to sign. Right. Mm-hmm. And like so take a picture and say, Hey, congratulations. You start tomorrow. Right. And they sent me an email like 12 hours before this lunch. Right. And this is like at mid, like midnight the day before. Mm-hmm. And they said, Hey, love the opportunity. You know, we've been talking for several weeks. We've gone through, we, we have a pretty uh, thorough interview process. It's pretty intense. And, uh, they said, I, although I love this opportunity, uh, I think just based on your enthusiasm and not just you, but your entire team's passion, cause they interview with multiple people at the company to get a position. They said, you guys operate at such a high energy level constantly. They said, I frankly don't think that I would be able to match that on a daily basis. It's number one, props wow. to that individual for having enough self-awareness to realize yeah. that. And cause that avoids a lot of headaches and potential problems down the road. Yeah. You know, two weeks from now, they would have been miserable. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that they had that, but it was, so it's not always a good thing that you're that on fire constantly, but uh, <laughs> I'd rather have it this way than, than, than the other way. So. Yeah. I mean, every company culture is different, right? Like some Mm -hmm. are, you know, some are all about maybe going at a certain slow, consistent pace, but, you know, for you Mm -hmm. to be known as online growth systems, like it is about growth. It is about that fast pace. You really do, Mm -hmm. um, practice what you preach in a, in a sense, um, and have that high energy in your, you know, in your office and with your, with your colleagues and employees. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and to kind of touch on your, your original question before I dive mm. into the rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, so the entrepreneurial side of me comes in like, you know, I've very much kind of transitioned from like that entrepreneur into like more of like a CEO role in the last mm-hmm. five years. Um, because mm-hmm. when, when I think entrepreneur, I think of somebody who is doing something really crazy, innovative, uh, there may be, they have their fingers in several pies. And then when one takes off, that's when they commit, you know, with the exceptions being like the Elon Musk's the world who, you know, get two hours of sleep and have three different companies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I can't operate on two hours of sleep. I need at least four. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So I, uh, previous to online growth systems, um, uh, taken off back in 2016, mm-hmm. uh, I had several different companies from when I was a young age, you know, started selling bubble gum out of my locker, uh, in junior nice. high. And, uh, I, even as a kid, I used to take my sibling stuffed animals and put them out on a fold, a fold up card table in front of my parents' sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And I would sell them to, uh, pedestrians when they walked by. But for some reason that business got the kibosh due to supply chain issues. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> but, uh, wow. yeah. I'm sure your siblings love you after that. Um, no, that's really funny. Uh, yeah, no, that that's a, that's amazing. It sounds like you've had just this, um, you know, life of being an entrepreneur, you know, from a very young age. Yeah. I had the itch very early on, even in in high school, I had a, you know, everybody starts out with either a lemonade stand a paper route or a lawn care business or, you know, mowing lawns. And I had a lawn care business that eventually grew to I acquired a competitor when I was like 17 years old, no, 16 years old. Wow. And uh, by the time I graduated, I had like 21 employees and um, yeah, got out of that business when I went to college. And so I had a successful run there. So yeah, pretty, pretty fun. Lots, lots of, lots of fingers and pies around me early on. So, yeah, you know, I really like your take on, um, you know, you, you talk, you described yourself as an entrepreneur, but sort of like 
graduated in a sense to being a CEO. And so from what I, what I'm hearing is at least for you, a definition of an entrepreneur is like someone who is uh, kind of creating something and maybe going in a million directions, but eventually you, you find your place, right? You kind of find that one thing that you're good at, or you find that one company. And then, you know, you, you sort of graduate to become that CEO and actually just focus on the vision of that particular company. Yeah. Yeah. And of course you can have entrepreneurial CEOs, you know, mm. I mean, even uh, fortune 500, some of them have entrepreneurial CEOs. I think, uh, you know, from Reed Hoffman to Reed Hastings, you know, uh, uh, there's lots of CEOs who are running fortune 500s or even fortune 100s who are innovative and who are head a lot of new projects and they spend their time in an entrepreneurial way mm-hmm. and lead the companies in an entrepreneurial way. So I don't think you, you, you don't necessarily have to stop being an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. if you think about like the stereotypical entrepreneur, it's typically that friend, you know, who dropped out of college, who started six different businesses in the last five years. And they kind of are, you don't know quite which one they're running at the time. And they're kind of mm-hmm. waiting to see which one, uh, you know, hits its stride. And then the way I kind of, what I was kind of hinting to is, you know, typically, and and this is this is also like without getting into do too deep of a rabbit hole. This could be a whole hour, two hour <laughs> podcast just on this topic. But uh-huh. you know, a lot of founders will go through like one company uh, in their twenties, have a small exit, you know, have another company that they found in their thirties, and then that one's typically bigger. You know, they bring on some investment, or mm-hmm. you know, and depending on where you live geographically and what industry you're going in. I mean, if you're doing a healthcare company, you're raising funds on day one, essentially, right? But uh, uh, the transition from like that stereotypical entrepreneur trying a bunch of stuff, seeing what, what clicks with not just your personality, but with like the economy, the timeline, the, is it product market fit? Mm-hmm. Is it a good idea? Competition, etc. You know, then you hit that stride of like one of these is really succeeding. And then you have a choice. You can yeah. say, I want to still run all three of these businesses. I'm going to divide my time accordingly, but I'm, I'm a huge believer in like compound interest. You know, I think it was Benjamin Franklin who said compound interest is like this eighth wonder of the world or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. it was Warren Buffett. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. uh, when I invest I decided to stop doing the other businesses I was working on and invest like 100% of my time into online growth systems. So that way I had higher returns and how I start to realize that compound interest and have a bigger exit sooner, you know, focusing Mm. on one company instead of spreading out my time among three companies and potentially extending that timeline. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And I feel like it's a, um, you have more mental space, right. To focus, like you're just focusing on one company as opposed to kind of spreading yourself thin mentally. Right. And so I think, I think that's a smart approach. Yeah. There you go. Momentum. (laughs) Yeah. Snowball Um, effect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it's pretty astounding that Online Growth Systems is a full stack media company. Uh, like you mentioned, you have three main buckets, uh, the software development, mm-hmm. digital advertising, video production. Tell me, how mm-hmm. were you able to accomplish this, you know, the solid uh, model? <laughs> That's where the entrepreneurship <laughs> comes in, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm curious. When, when I had my fingers in a lot of different pies, I got a taste <laughs> of a lot of different companies. Yeah. The, uh, so the reason I online growth systems actually was the one of the only companies that I started unintentionally. Mm. So a lot of the other ones had like, I had an idea on a napkin and I met with, you know, investors and had a conversation and got validation and product market fit, et cetera, et cetera, business plan, competition, you know, uh, online growth systems came through everything I just described. I had a business called Rhino tools. Uh, when I dropped out of college, I mm-hmm. wanted to, I, you know, based off of what I learned in high school with my lawn care company and landscaping company, I had employees that were breaking shovels like 
two times a week and it was getting really expensive mm. for, you know, an 18 year old with a small business. Like those are like $50 shovels. I was spending a hundred weeks, a hundred dollars mm. a week on shovels, you know, half, half, you know, uh, 20 weeks out of the year. Mm-hmm. So getting really frustrated. So I eventually invented a stronger ergonomic, height adjustable, like head interchangeable. It was like crazy. Um, shovel and it that and it eventually turned into like a whole product line and i had mm. you know uh ip on it you know so patents and the whole nine yards and i was do, going doing competitions partly for marketing and partly for fundraising mm-hmm. and um through those competitions a lot of companies were coming up to me and saying like who built your website like who who's running your marketing campaigns because like they're doing an amazing job and we want to hire that firm mm-hmm. and then i would say well i guess you have to hire me because I'm the one who's, who built the website it's and me. <laughs> is running all those marketing kind of campaigns. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, started doing it on the side just for fun because I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And after a while I realized that, and that's kind of what I was describing is when, when you have a lot of, the way I like to say it is entrepreneurs sometimes need to taste everything at the buffet first before they realize what they want to be, uh, an executive chef on, you know what I mean? Like, wow. Like, like How that. would you know you, you're not going to be an amazing sushi chef unless you've never had sushi before? Right. I, right. I think there's a Steve Jobs that's somewhere out in the world that if they don't have access to internet, they will never become the next Steve Jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So like they need to go out the world, experience it, try different flavors at the buffet, you know, try different businesses, industries. And mm-hmm. then that way, you know, if, if, uh, if, if uh, Michael Phelps never uh, jumped in a pool, would we know his name today? Right. Right. So it's, it's a lot of uh, trial and error and tasting different things to see what hits. Um, so that's kind of my thought on that. And when I tried, when I started doing marketing for other people, I found out, holy crap, I'm like really good at this. And I, it became very natural to me and uh, we were getting like really good results. And eventually I was having so much fun and it was such, so much more lucrative. Yeah. The other businesses I was doing, I decided to close those other doors and, and uh, go all in on this one. So, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. It's, um, it, it's, I like the whole buffet analogy. It's like, yeah, you got to try everything to know which one you want to, you know, be a master chef kind of thing. I really like Mm -hmm. that. Um, I think about even my own journey and of all the things that I tried and now um, the things that I do, it's like, man, like I appreciate what I do today, but I know that I had to go through everything I went through (laughs) to really appreciate Mm -hmm. like what I'm doing today. Right. Right. Well, let, totally. let Dick, let's talk about um, maybe a, you don't have to drop names or anything, but uh, uh, maybe a favorite client of yours that can best uh, explain like that process of what it's like to work with you. Hmm. I would say there's a client of ours who uh, this individual is part of like a, a group of investors mm-hmm. and they uh, collectively invest into different ventures. Mm-hmm. And they first started working with us um, on one business uh, just for software development. That's the only thing that they worked with us on. Mm. We were going to take their um, their software. We were going to improve their software and uh, take their app to the next level. Uh, it was a web-based software. Mm. And uh, through that process, we started to identify other opportunities for them. And they enjoy our process so much. And I don't want to give too much away because that's yeah, like our yeah. secret sauce is yeah, like yeah, yeah. the systems like of online tease. growth systems. <laughs> right. Yeah. A little right, teaser. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. go to our website and maybe do some digging and figure it out. But uh, <laughs> so essentially they liked our system and our process so well because it's very much organized like a fortune 500, but we're like yeah. agile, like a startup. Right. Mm-hmm. So hence the, hence the growth systems, like say, the name is very intentional. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And that client then asked, well, Hey, the other companies we're working with are not very organized and uh, you guys are at a good price range and you're much, you're way 
like the systems are like, I keep saying that because like, that's a huge selling point for us because like, Mm -hmm. it feels like a customer journey and everybody talks about that, but nobody actually does it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they eventually started slowly bringing over all of their other portfolio companies. And now at this point, you know, we're working with like six of their portfolio companies out of that group. Mm-hmm. And uh, just one by one, they're migrating all of their their companies over to, you know, being under, you know, working with our agency. And uh, and then that opened up doors of like, hey, this other company doesn't need software, but it needs a new, you know, e-commerce website. Hey, you know, this e-commerce website needs more traffic. Let's start doing marketing. Let's start doing advertising. Let's do an influencer campaign. Let's do ABC. Mm-hmm. And uh, so not just, it didn't just expand by bringing more companies our way, but it expanded uh, in depth as well, depth and width of, you know, services too. So that's yeah. kind of it's like, is it's very nice. To, and there's cost efficiencies too, mm-hmm. of having things under one roof versus outsourcing, you know, a developer and a marketer and a video production firm, and you have internal employees. And, and of course we work with lo- like all of our clients have employees, but yeah. it's like, where are the gaps of like where your talent, where you maybe don't have the need for a 40 hour per week, full-time employee, mm-hmm. but you have the need for, you know, 30 or 20 or even 10. And then that's like where an agency, you know, relationship makes sense because you can get it at way more affordable rates for like potentially triple the value of, of the output. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like how uh, this one particular company uh, came to work with you for like one thing and they're like, oh, wait, you do this too. You do this too, you know? And so it's yeah. just nice to be able to encapsulate like all of that, you know? And it's like, for them, I'm sure it's less stressful knowing that they have to talk with less people because you have someone, right. that, for example, they could just talk directly to you and then you can talk to your teams, et cetera, et cetera. It's not like exactly. them having to consult with different agencies, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're essentially like, like an extension of them. And we very much so like come from the the partner mindset. And I guess another thing that everybody says they do, but like (laughs) what, and then they send like a monthly email update. And so that's not, if you were a partner, if you were like an in-house team, you would not be sending monthly email updates to your, to your direct reports. You know what I mean? Like you would be like having daily conversations with them. So it's very much so a, a more intense relationship, but that's how we yield the results we yield. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, I want to shift gears here, Dick, and talk a little bit more, uh, just some like final entrepreneurial like advice for our listeners, but let me know, is there anything else you want people to know about online growth systems? Um, I think I've talked enough about me. I want to give a gold nugget. Yeah, please. All right, let's get into it. (laughs) Sure. So uh, one of the things that we were planning to talk about serendipitously, we went into bajillion rabbit holes, pretty pretty typical of (laughs) myself, Uh, but value nonetheless, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. So one thing I think would be a great good uh, gold nugget for your listeners are, and this is actually very related to like the the buffet conversation, right? So in addition to trying those buffets is once you find an industry that you, you really click with, or you think is like, this is, this might be the one, right? That mm-hmm. I, you know, um, you know, I'm dating three different companies right now, but I'm going to maybe, I'm going to propose to get married to this one. I'm going to be exclusive right? to this one. So, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not, not endorsing dating multiple people, but you know, not a good idea. <laughs> but, uh, uh, one thing I, I've done and, and it has proven to be, uh, one of the biggest things I can attribute success to is mm-hmm. find the biggest company, the 800 pound gorilla, the juggernaut of that industry. Mm-hmm. So in our case, let's say it's, you know, uh, marketing and advertising, it's uh, software development, video production. So we have multiple industries that we can kind of pick from, but let's say that you are in podcasting, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jen, um, you would reach out to, let's say the Tim Ferriss's of the world, the Joe Rogan's of the world, find that 800 pound gorilla, mm-hmm. that juggernaut, mm-hmm. that number one seat, you know, the, the, 
the, the poster child of that industry and send them a message on LinkedIn with a, so you send them a connection request with a message. That's like the key. You have to do include it with a message. Right. And the way you structure that message, this is very tactical. You say first name, comma, message. So if you say, hey, first name, comma, which one do you think is, if you were to get like, if I said, hey, Jen, and you saw that in your box versus if you see Jen, comma, I have, I heard about you or whatever. It's actually like psychological. It's very it's like this is a personalized. Thing. It feels mm-hmm. like, it feels um, uh, like kind of homey in a sense. Like, oh, they're, they're acknowledging me. It's not just like Jen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I right. So it's. So, so including for going straight to first name, comma message is it increases your open rate, your connection request rate by like, let's say 5%. I don't know that exact number, but it's, it's by far, it, we've used definitely something that you should do. We do that for all of our clients. We do that internally, whatever yeah. you send them that connection request and you have to make it personal. Right. And sometimes like, if you were to reach out to Joe Grogan, that's like a really hard person to get a hold of. Sometimes you have to climb the ladder over there, like a 10 year period and say, yeah, you know, I'm going to talk to the hundred thousand subscriber, the, the one that has a million, the one that has 10 million. Now you can start talking to like, you know, the, the, say if you're a YouTuber, the, the PewDiePie's of the world, you know, looking at like a hundred plus million, mm-hmm. um, um, subscribers or something. Right. Or like, and this is applicable to any industry, healthcare, mm-hmm. you know, restaurants, e-commerce, like literally anything, um, certain cosmetology. Right. And you go, you reach out to those individuals and sometimes you even work up the ladder of that own company. You know, mm. so like if you're reaching out to, let's say general mills, you start at like the, you know, vice president, then you go up to like the, uh, the COO, and then you're booking a conversation with the CEO and you really nurture that relationship. And I would really encourage readers or listeners to like, look up how to nurture those conversations and relationships mm-hmm. and build a relationship with that person, have a conversation buy you buy them lunch. I don't care how broke you are. Like <laughs> I was literally like in, when I was in uh, college, I was like in lots of debt. I had like mm-hmm. $0 in my bank account and I was using credit card money, mm-hmm. um, that I didn't have to buy rich people lunch. Mm-hmm. Like I was buying them lunch and I totally, totally, totally recommend that. That is like worth, that's going to get the highest return on investment out of anything you ever buy in your life. Because yeah. uh, that, even if you get one gold nugget, that one conversation that even if it's a hundred dollar lunch, because you want to take them to a nice place and you're like broke as broke can be, you know, college <laughs> student, that hundred dollars yeah. could be worth a million dollars to you two years yeah. from now when that opportunity arises where you can exercise that gold nugget that you learned. Yeah. I'm totally yeah. serious. That's like the biggest thing that I've done. Um, talking to those juggernauts, having, buying them lunch, having conversations, even if you get them on the phone for five minutes, um, it could be huge. So that's yeah. my yeah. tactical advice. Um, I love that. I, I even think for myself, like, I mean, if, if we're all thinking about being frugal here, that's a lot cheaper than hiring a business coach. You know, it's like, let me just buy you one lunch, one lunch, you know, it's like, maybe it's a hundred dollars, yep. but that's so much better than let's say thousands of dollars to yeah. hire a business coach. So I just want people yeah. to look at it that way too. It's like, actually it mm-hmm. might be cheaper. You just have to have the guts to reach out to mm-hmm. these juggernauts and ask them, you know, treat them out to lunch. And then, like you said, you never mm-hmm. know, you'll find that one nugget. Um, I've definitely had that opportunity myself in my, in my young twenties when I, um, had, I, when I had mentors who were, you know, already millionaires, very successful, uh, you know, were CEOs of different companies. And that was, I actually noticed that's what they really like to do is they like to have lunch. (laughs) They like to have lunch, they like to eat and they just like to talk and and kind of share their advice. I'm like, Hey, I'm here for it. Like I like food too, (laughs) you know? So so I I love that Dick. Um, before we go anything else, I mean, I think that was a pretty solid golden nugget there, but any other golden nuggets you want to share with us before we wrap up? I'll add a a gold flake to that gold nugget. When you order lunch, (laughs) 
order something that uses utensils, not hand food. So don't order like a burger or a sandwich, something that you have to hold with your hands. It's uh, psychologically, and, and even if you're interviewing over lunch too, uh, yeah. it's uh, it gives off a bad impression versus if you're using a fork. So that's actually a interesting. Quick, uh, nugget, so. You know, I, I, I appreciate that because yeah, if you have a burger, your hands get dirty, you know, everything gets dirty and you're just like, Ugh. like it's, it's a little, it's a, it's, I feel like you focus more on the food than you do on like the conversation if sure. you're not using a fork of sorts. But anyway, um, um, I love that. I love that advice. Uh, Dick, wow. I really appreciate our conversation today here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us. You bet. Thanks a lot, Jen. And thanks for the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And again, to our listeners, this is Dick Polipnik, who is the Chief Growth Officer. Uh, let me say it again. Chief Growth Officer at Online Growth Systems. You can learn more about him and his company at dickpolipnik.com. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.